With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. Gentlemen, and welcome back to the Axon Billiton. It is Tuesday. I am joined by Lawrence Conley and Patrick McGill after a uh, maybe not vintage Celtic performance at Tannadice, but one very worthy of the win uh, as Brookters are placed at Hamden in the semi final of the Scottish Cup. As you can see by the tagline, from trouble to treble. Uh, we are one step closer to that clean sweep. Everything was a disaster, gentlemen, in August, September time. Ange Postacoglio wasn't going to last past Christmas. We've got the League Cup in a the bag. There's eight games to go in the league. We're three points clear. We're in the last four of the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. 
our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Everything is rosy in the garden at this moment in time. And, you know, I think maybe we're allowed to be a wee bit excited considering the season that we had last year. Lawrence, I'll come to you first. What was your overall opinion of the, the game last night? That's a brilliant performance for us. All the mark has been, you know, in the next round, but outstanding performance and a pretty bad surface. Uh, the referee, uh, not, not his best performance, when I thought, you know, it was letting some pretty industrial stuff go, you know. In fact, even for us, I thought, you know, Hatati was pretty lucky to stay in the park, wasn't he? But uh, mm-hmm. chopping a goal off, it shouldn't be chopped off as well. Uh, but the main thing is, you know, we're in the semi-finals now. We're in the semi-finals of the, the Scottish Cup, Patrick, absolutely. Um, come to you in this one. Um, another, you know, as Lawrence said, the, the surface wasn't great last night. Um, but we did try and play some of our football. The, the goals that we scored, you know, Callum McGregor's goal takes a, a nickel off of Nicky Clark. Big Seagrass proves that he's not Terminator Superman against us and drops the ball and Big Jacko's there to stick it in the net and then, you know, the barely cuts inside for a shot and it takes a nick eh, off Jacko to go into the, the net. But listen, he mixed it up in the box last night. It might have not been our, our vintage stuff, but as Lawrence says, it's all about just getting into the next round of the cup. And I thought we were in complete cruise control last night at Tannadice and probably didn't need to go to that level that we've, we've seen us play at. 100%. 100%. You know, it was a, a comfortable game in the end, despite the fact that the goals that we scored weren't vintage. Um, as you were saying, the manager said in the post-match interview that the pitch wasn't great. They're obviously a really tough team to break down every time we play them. Um, funnily enough, that's two, three nothing wins when we went up there. But we struggled at Celtic Park twice this season. One goal in 185 minutes or something. Um, but it, again, I think I said last week, you know, it's, it's, it's less about performance in the Cup for me. The Cup in Europe, it's all about results. You just need to find a way to win uh, at times. And, you know, that's us two games away from a trophy now. Um, we know there's only eight games to go in the league. So I think we've said it several times on here that we'd have taken that at the start of the season. Uh, I, I'll take it now as well. Three points clear, eight games to go. Um, as you say, it's not vintage, but I thought we dominated the game. I think we had about seven shots in target, dominated, dominated possession. So um can't be last for much more in a cup quarter final. No, you, you can't ask for much more. Um, limited chances as well. Dundee United didn't register a one shot on target last night. I actually thought they were very poor in the game, gents. Um, for a cup game, I thought they would have went at it. You know, it's all a bust for me. Cup games, it did have a wee bit of the, the old kind of classic cup football about it. You know, there was misplaced passes. The ball was going end to end. But I thought Dundee United offered very little going forward. Um, and we always looked in control of the game, and I thought, you know, well deserved the victory. Um, Stevie, 1888's came in. Good afternoon, Stevie. To say Taylor's playing well. Um, Lawrence, I'm going to come to you in on this one, because you've been like myself and Patrick. 
Um, we've not been too down in Greg Taylor. I thought last night was one of the, his best performances this season. And a Celtic jersey alone with his full-back counterpart, Josip Juranovic. Um, they certainly did that inverted role well last night. They were coming inside, they were getting the ball, which was mixed up with Big O'Reilly, um, Hatati, and then when Rogic came on, breaking those channels. What, what was your thoughts on the full-backs last night? Listen, both done real well. I mean, a big fan of Taylor. I think, you know, Anne's singled him and Tony Ralston out the beginning of the season for how well they adjusted to the inverted fullback. He's just got some engine, isn't he? He just goes for the full 90 minutes. He is, because I suppose the epitome of Anne's player, he just doesn't stop. He's adjusting well. You know, a lot of people say he's the weak point in the team. Maybe he is someone we're looking to improve on, but you know what? He's still part of the best defence in Scotland and he's putting in performance after performance. And I, I think he's, he's getting better as the season wears on. There's still a lot of development to be done in the player. He's, what, 23 just now? You know, his best years are, are definitely ahead of him. Uh, if, you know, if we get someone above him, it's going to cost us a bit of cash, isn't it? To, to, to get someone better than him there. I, I think, you know, I think he probably suffers from the fact you know, that Kieran Tierney used to play that position and it's, it's maybe what you're judging against, isn't it? Uh, the centre-half to, to his right, Starfelt, you know, he's been decent enough, but he's right-footed, so th- there is a wee bit of unbalance there as well that maybe doesn't help, but yeah, I thought Taylor was probably man of the match for me last night. Yeah, listen, it'd be willing to be a shoot, Lawrence, a man of the match. I'd have, you know, I thought Callum McGregor was a fair shoot. He was basically... Um, the epitome of everything that we're trying to do last night, trying to get the ball forward and whatnot. But um, there was even a, there was a bit of play, I think, in the second half, I remember. Um, I was at the Jerry Kerr stand and, and Taylor's, you know, basically pressing like a winger. Can it Segris, which I think, you know, as you say, Lawrence, he's almost like the epitome of an Ange player. He's playing that inverted fullback role. He's growing into it. But there will be questions, Patrick, no doubt, when, you know, we go to that level of European football around Greg Taylor, but I thought last night, you know, along with Josip Juranovic, two of them are absolutely outstanding. Yep, um, a class above any other sort of Scottish team, uh, well, most Scottish teams anyway. Uh, you know, it's, it's he's fine domestically, he's he's quite he's played quite well, you know, that, that derby game in the 2nd of February, everyone was... Uh, ranting and raving about him because you know he's he's never a player that st- stands out. Um, it's usually you know the attacking players that get the plaudits, and then Starfield's been on a bit of a journey with his support where people have went from hating him to loving him. So he, he's very rarely the one that's highlighted, um, and then he was highlighted for for praise against Rangers, highlighted um, for his mistakes against Bodo. I think fairly both times, but mm-hmm. you got to give him praise when he plays well, and he, he played exceptionally last night. Um, I think there's there's a question mark over a lot of players, but there's a question mark over Greg as well about whether he's good enough for where we want to be in Europe. But if you're going to take that Bodo game as an example, then half the team aren't good enough for Europe. Uh, so it's a difficult one to judge, but certainly domestically, um, you know, it might be the weak point in a very strong back four. But as I say, it's the it's the strongest back four in Scotland. It's only given up 18 goals in 30 games or something. Uh, so being a weak point in that isn't isn't a weakness at all, really. No, well, you know, Monty's coming here to see best defence in Scotland to have, but the, 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 the stats don't lie for themselves, you know, but they all have had their moments, I think, this season for us, but I, I thought Carol Starfield and Cameron Carter-Vickers last night were once again solid, and I think it's really important that you've got a, a settled defensive uh, centre-half pairing 
Um, Julian, again, not even on the bench last night. So, you know, I, I think there's a big major question mark about what the deal is with his, him just now. Um, so it's good that we've got that settled pair in there, I thought. But everyone in the back four last night played very well for, for Celtic. But the man just in front of that back four, Lawrence, was the captain, Callum McGregor, and spoke about him being very clear in the ball last night. Um, he was breaking the lines and he got his goal from the short corner. Um, something that we have you know, spoken about at, at numerous ends about Celtic from corners, but again, we used a short corner last night. Forrest gives the ball to McGregor and he finds the back of the net. It was a typical Callum McGregor captain's performance last night, I thought. Yeah, magnificently, Callum. Uh, listen, the corners, I think the last three weeks, were probably three or four goals from him, whether it's you know, start for, you know, winning the first ball and knocking it down or yep. a short corner. So, hopefully we see a bit more of that now. We're down to one game a week. We'll give Andrew a wee bit more time in the training field. Uh, good to hear Kyogo's back running today as well. So, his comeback's get, getting closer. But, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> do you run out of things to say about Carl McGregor? He's just so consistently good, isn't he? It's just, it doesn't matter whether he's, you know, playing the number six or further forward. It just goes on and he just does the job and he does it well. Yeah, totally agree with. Um, Robert's coming in, as usual, Tuesday contributor to say, what game are you watching, Lawrence? Taylor was our poorest player. I was watching the same game as Lawrence. I think you were as well, Patrick. I'd certainly thought Greg Taylor was far from our poorest player in the pitch. I thought he was one of the the better players in the park. So I disagree with, with that one. Gentlemen, would you share my, uh, my thoughts on that? Well, you know, Taylor's a bit of favourite of mine. I know he takes a bit of stick, but I thought he had a cracky game last night. Done absolutely everything the manager asked him. Played to the game plan, yeah, you know, I went. You know, I would have had him down as you know, possible man in a match. So I definitely wouldn't have had him down as a, a tourist player. No, definitely not. Um, Patrick, what was your thoughts on Callum McGregor? Obviously, I've touched on you know getting his goal and, and whatnot. But I, again, he's just he does that role very well at times. Um, and again, like that, you know, probably would have been decent going further forward, but. Um, you know, I thought, you know, kind of playing as that deep liar role in midfield, he was absolutely fine. And, you know, as Ange touched on and that I've mentioned, very clean in the ball on what was a very difficult surface. Yeah, um, it's certainly the position I like him in. Um, I know he can play further forward and he can he can add to the creativity when he plays further forward. But I think to keep up the tempo that we want to play, you have to have someone like Callum in that position. Um, no disrespect to any other defensive midfielders at the club. You know, I think we've got about six. But... It is very much about defending when one of those other guys play, whereas when Callum's in that position, it's very much about trying to speed the game up, trying to tire the opponent, moving the ball as quickly as possible. Um, and, you know, me and you agree that on his day, well, actually over the course of a season, we think he's the best player at the club and in Scotland. Um, yeah, totally. Agree with that. I, I, yep. I think he's a class above. I mean, he was... You know, Leicester put that bid in from two and a half years ago, 18 million, and I think he'd have slotted straight into that midfield. Mm. And that was a midfield, I think, finished seventh in the Premier League or, or fifth in the Premier League, you know. Uh, so, yeah, he can play sort of anywhere in the midfield. I remember uh, Rogers actually had him out in the left wing for a couple of months in 2018 because Sinclair was so poor. But it just shows you what a, what a player he is. And as you say, in that surface, um, keep that tempo going. You know, it wasn't a classic performance, but I thought we played quite well. Um, mm-hmm. To keep that tempo going is just, it's testament to how good a player he is. Yeah, um, just in this one, I was referring to Julian at the the Tony Mac 
last weekend but last night but I'm just touching on the fact that you know he's, he's in the squad he's out of the squad it's a question mark over him um, whereas you know Vickers and Starfelt the two of them have played a lot of games for Celtic this season and have um, you know formed a really good partnership in centre half um, which I think has been you know and speaks about a platform for our attacking players going forward on and I think both of those players as well as Carl McGregor and his other midfield counterparts do um, very, very well. Um, Lawrence, what was your, your thoughts? We'll come to Rio Hattati first. You, you thought it was a possible sending off. I didn't. I was at the game and it was behind me. I didn't think it was a sending off. I've seen it back. Um, would I have been surprised to see John Beaton give him a red card? No, would be my answer. But um, I heard Tam Coates on BBC Scotland last night, you know, talking about Hattati's not, it's not in his nature to, you know, go and attack like that and, you know, he'd already made up his mind it was good for the ball. Um, obviously, there's the, the studs up. What, what was your thoughts on it? Would you agree with that one? And that you've seen him awarded before as a red card, so probably wouldn't have been surprised last night had John Beaton sent him off. Yeah, listen, I think he's lost a bit of control when the studs are up. It's, yeah, definitely been surprised to see John Beaton send him off for that. But I think, yeah. I don't think I'd have any complaints if it had been a red, to be honest. Uh, you know, you could have said, right, studs are up and he's lost a bit of control here. You know, if he connects with that boy's shin, it, it, you know, could injure the player. So, you know, I can see why, you know, a yellow was also given, but, you know, I suppose it's kind of that, that mid area, isn't it? But uh, in my feeling, I think, yeah, he, he, he was lucky to stay on. Patrick, what was your thoughts on the Hitati challenge? I thought we were quite lucky not to have a player sent off eh, after it, if I'm being honest. Um, I think it's, I think I'd be, as Kevin Graham says in the comments, I'd be wanting a red card if that was against us. So I, I probably, I think it's probably a red. Um, but, you know, if you watch the, the, the full game, decisions went against us quite crucially eh, just before half time. So it, it, it's just part and parcel of playing in Scotland. These decisions go against you, these decisions go for you. It's a very poor standard of refereeing, and I think that's that's the main issue. Not, I don't think Dundee United can have any complaints about going out the cup because we had eleven players in the park. It's just, it's just another example of very poor refereeing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's all about consistency. As I, I said, you know, those decisions have been given before. You know, probably a motherwell fan would say, you know, Mugabe at the weekend um, against Hibs right away, bang out with a red card. So. Um, yeah, probably if he had pulled out a red card, would I have been surprised? No. Um, but it was interesting to hear Tim Court go out last night and say, you know, he didn't actually himself think it was a red card. Whether there'll be any um, action taken against Rio Hitati like there was with Callum Butcher up in the game uh, at Tanner Race in December. We'll wait to see the outcome of that. Um, but getting away from that, what, what was your thoughts on Hitati? I thought early on, Lawrence, it looked as if he was kind of don't want to say back to his old self because I've probably not seen enough of him to say that but um, he certainly looked a wee bit more sprite a wee bit more energy in that team he did start to fade away and I actually thought Angie's uh, substitution of Tom Rogic um, coming on was, it was a good sub Yeah, he was definitely a player to get sub, wasn't he? I, I, yeah, he started brightly I, I don't think the part suited him I, I think he likes a better playing surface how that tackle affected him you know, maybe it's in the back of his mind that he's kind of He's dived into something. He, you know, there's no way he should be diving in like that. Yeah. But it, it's good to see him getting a wee bit of freshness back. But, yeah, he, he struggled a bit as the game wore on. And it was a sub that had to be made. 
you know, he was definitely the player that was coming off, wasn't he? It's, or one of them. Yeah. No, I thought that, um, you know, spot on there, Lawrence, and that I think Andrew's seen that he'd kind of, he didn't wear away in the game, but the energy just wasn't there and the impetus that he had at the start of the game. And I thought bringing Tom Rodgers on did the job. Um, Patrick, what was your thoughts again? We've seen O'Reilly and Rodgers in the same part together. Um, it's starting to prove as if it actually could work because O'Reilly seemed to go a wee bit deeper. And congratulations to Matt O'Reilly um, being called up for the Denmark under-21 squad. I think a lot of people were kind of shocked that Matt O'Reilly um, is only 21. But yeah, Patrick, what, what, what was your thoughts on O'Reilly, Roger, balancing midfield going forward? Yeah, um, it's, it's certainly working a lot better than what it did during, you know, that Bodo home game. Uh, and, you know, Bodo away, to be fair, but I think we sort of, we'd given up on the time at that point. Um yeah, it, it worked quite well. Obviously, we, we controlled the game, dominated the game, didn't give them a lot of chances. You know, our goals were scrappy, but I thought we created enough to win the game comfortably, which we did. Um, so, yeah, it's good that, you know, all of our options in midfield can play together. You know, McGregor can play further forward. All four of the sort of regular attacking midfielders can all play together. Um, so, quite happy. Um, I think it was possibly just a case of the players getting used to each other. Um, because you know O'Reilly comes into a, a squad that's full of injuries um, Roger then goes away in international uh, he comes back um, I think he only plays a game or two before that Bodo game it's one of his first performances with O'Reilly and people are saying it doesn't click all of a sudden they're written off as a, as a couple as a pairing in midfield possibly just took time uh, you know, it's good that these guys can play together, as I say, and look forward to seeing what they can do for the final 10 games of the season, hopefully. Brown Warrior, usual Tuesday contributor, this came in to say, Axel, I would say probably particularly us free. Um, I've been arguing this for seven months now. At some point, you'll have to hold your hands up and admit Andrew's right to play McGregor as a register, and you guys are wrong. Um my, my personal opinion on this is it depends on the game. I thought Beaton worked very, very well in that deep-line role at Livingston. It let the two centre-halves come forward a wee bit and it gave a more solid look to our side. Whereas I thought last night McGregor was absolutely perfect for, for sitting in that position, carrying the ball, breaking the lines. Um, so I think it just depends on the circumstances. But you know, throughout the course of this season, McGregor has been absolutely terrific in that deeper line role in midfield um, and all credit to him because he's adapted to something you know, he's probably not been used to doing. Um, Lawrence, what's your thoughts on that one? Listen, I'm never going to say Andrew's wrong. You know, Andrew's always right. Look what he's done. Uh, hmm. But I think McGregor's more value for the forward. Preferred beating it, beating it at six. But as you say, sometimes it depends on the opposition, the surface and who the other two are in midfield how it's going to work together. There's no doubt, you know, Calm can play both wells and both roles and play them really well. Can beat and play the six better than someone else can play the attacking role, you know, that we drop Calm for. So, so it depends that, that who you've got in form further forward that would be playing there instead of Calm if Calm's playing the six. So, yeah, maybe it's horses for courses, but, you, you know, Calm can play both roles really well. So, he's it, just such a class player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, you know, me and Patrick always say this, I think he's the best player in Scotland, Callum McGregor, um, on his day, 
Maybe be out with Kyogo Furahashi, who I'm hoping playing the candles are getting lit every week at Mass that we're going to mm-hmm. see back very, very soon. Um, Patrick, you know, Callum McGregor, before we finish on him, um, it was another terrific performance from him last night. Um, it is good, though, that we've got variations in that midfield and we can mix it up now, you know. Rogic, Hitati, O'Reilly, McGregor, Beaton's came in there and did a job. We see McCarthy come on last night. I doubt he'll probably feature too much in the run-in, um, but there's certainly options in there. And I think we're all forgetting, you know, our fourth highest goal scorer this season, David Turnbull, is also still to come back in there. Um, it's good that we've got all these options just now. Yeah, it's incredible, you know, to think the depth that we have. And, you know, we're not perfect yet because, um, you know, you need to have depth at a certain level. And I think we'd all agree that not all of the squad are at the, the level required to sort of take us to that next step. But when you think back to the start of the season, you know, we basically had a midfield three and nobody else. Um, we had McGregor, Roderick and Turnbull. And then beyond that, you know, it was guys that either weren't good enough or were youth players. Um, and even then, Roderick, Roderick was poor last season, I thought, the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking to ourselves, you know, we've got Turnbull and McGregor here. Uh, you know, even looking at the defence, Welsh and Dane Murray, who done okay in those qualifying games, but you've now got a defence that we don't even concede shots and target in a lot of the games. Um, the, the keeper doesn't have a save to make, and what a style of football that is to play. Um, we are constantly creating loads of opportunities, high quality opportunities, and you're not giving um, the opponent any ox- any oxygen at all. Um, so, yeah, delighted with all those options. Um, I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think I said Turnbull would fancy himself getting back into the team because we're playing pretty poorly. Um, since that Livingston game, I think we've, we've turned a corner. I know it's only been two games, but we're playing a lot better. Uh, we've said, um, we've spoken about this in the past week, you know, not having any midweek games, it gives players time to work with Ange in the training ground. It gives them more of a rest, so we should be fitter uh, in theory. Um, there's only nine or ten games to go. Hopefully, it's ten. So there's limited minutes for players to get into the team. Um, but you know, it's good to have these options, and I'm sure uh, you know we've got three derby games this season. That's for certain. We've got a lot of tough games against the top six after the split. So we'll need everyone fit and firing. Lord, it's got me going. This one from Joseph Kelly. Does a fully fit Turnbull? make it back in the first 11 or is it just the case just now that it's one game at a time and whoever Ange thinks is the best three players to play that afternoon play because I think he's really got a, a dilemma in his uh, hands that if all are fully fit um, and firing he's, I wouldn't like fancy that job of picking that Celtic midfield three at this point in time I would be surprised if he made it back in not, not for me he doesn't make it back in I, I think he slows it too, too much but, you know, he's another young player that's developing. Maybe he'll add to his game. Uh, I just can't see him displacing, you know, Rogic or O'Reilly. Uh, even if he'll get back to being on his game, I think he's behind him as well. So, yeah, I think he's going to struggle to, to walk back into the first 11 when he's fully fit. He'll get, I think it'll be brilliant coming on for the bench. He'll give us, you know, maybe a bit of energy there and, and something different when teams are tired but I don't think he's an automatic pick 
uh, like he was at the beginning of the season. But see, that, all that being said, he was definitely an Ange favourite. You know, he was a player mm-hmm. that played the most minutes under Ange until he got injured. So, you know, Ange definitely rates him, doesn't he? You know, because he was picking him all the time. So, we'll see. It's going to take him a few games to get up to speed, isn't it? So, we've got limited Absolutely. games left. So, he's going to have to make a couple of appearances from the bench. Um, hope he does something there and improves his worth. It is going to be a tough, tough midfield for, for anyone other than Cal McGregor to get a start position. So, everybody else is going for two, two places. Uh, you know, if I stick at the three midfield, which is a lot of competition. No, I totally agree. Um, you're right to highlight Lawrence that, you know, he's played the most game time under Ange, but that was at a point where real Hitati was in the door. Yusuke Deguchi and Matt O'Reilly were in the door. We've certainly added to that department. Um, so we'll see what happens. I don't think he walks back in. Certainly don't I think that's going to be the case. Um, he's going to need to earn it to get back into that midfield and as you say Lawrence there's no Wednesday, Saturday or Sunday games just now so try and build up um, a bit of game time is going to be difficult for him but you know he's a good option to have on from the bench like Tom Bozic was last night and that you can mix it up a bit um, the five sub rule obviously helps us with that that we can we can add more players into um, the team um, Patrick you were taking a pace them last week um, for some of your, your thoughts on James Forrest but it was another assist um, for James Forrest last night at Tannadice it is now 97 and 97 that's goals and assists in his Celtic career he is edging ever closer to 100 and 100 um, it wasn't his best game by any means stretch last night he was certainly involved in the play he was fed a couple of very poor balls. First ball he put across, we, we scored from, um, and John Beaton chopped it off. Um, sorry, it was his ball to Juranovic, I think, and Juranovic's ball came over. Uh, but what was your thoughts on James Forrest's performance last night? Again, you know, Abada um, and Jota missing last night, Abada through illness and Jota through an injury. Um, I said that he was too soon to make the squad for this in the United game. Um, you know what? A bad if he's fit at the weekend for his drop out now after been given a start up at Danadice. Um hard to say. Um you know the game's on a Saturday, isn't it? So I don't know. I would be tempted to keep Forrest in there, but you just don't know what Angie's gonna do. You never know. Um I like how you're saying he's got an assist. He does have an assist, but it's hardly setting up a goal, isn't it? He's passing to McGregor twenty five yards out. An assist is an assist. Oh, they all count, I know. But um, no, I mean he's he's played uh, he's played relatively well the past two games. Ever since I've been slagging him, he's been playing well. So I'll keep on doing it. Um, you know, my point is that he's not done enough in the past two seasons to earn a new contract. And mm-hmm. at the present moment, I think my position is the same on that. You know, if he has if he plays an absolute blinder for the next ten games uh, in the running and helps us win two more trophies then I think we should give him a year or two extension. But um, at the moment, I, I think he's he's not done enough to maybe, you know, he's probably on £20,000 a week. If we were going to give him a new contract, I don't think we'd be giving him that anyway. But, you know, it's a lot of money. It's, it's, it's more of a financial decision than a football decision. This, you know, because I think, you know, we could keep him around. He could be, you know, contesting a badder for that right wing position, Hopefully Dembele as well if he stays. Um, but 
if we want to get any sort of money from him, we might need to sell him this summer. And that's that's a decision for Ange and the board and stuff. Um, I think he's a, an OK option. I don't think he's a first choice. Uh, I don't think he's a first choice right winger at the moment. But, you know, as I say, he's getting on a bit. Um, but if he plays the next 8 to 10 games, sorry, 9 to 10 games, plays out his skin, then I think we could see him get maybe a year's extension or something. We'll see what happens. I hope he does contribute. Lawrence, um, in the context of James Forrest playing last night up top with Yakimakis um, and his, his other counterparts up there, Celtic were obviously died in made on the left-hand side. Um, Celtic were missing their four top goal scorers last night, which I think sometimes we all forget. You know, Kyogo 16 goals, Abada 14, Jota 10, Turnbull 9. Um, I think, you know, last night, we're able to rotate now in the squad through no fault of our own, obviously missing two last night through illness and just Jota not being ready to make it. But we can start to see that rotation up front um, now. But I still think our strongest front three is Abada, Jota and Kyogo. What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think Jota's been off it since the, the, the first of break. So I'd, I'd maybe like to... Uh, I played Bill... Last week at the Tony Mack, though. Yeah, it was, it, 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 it was, it was okay. I think has really put in a, a shift for us, and I think it looks good out by left. But on the right, you know, a bad start, so it's amazing. <coughs> hot and cold, but so can James. And I thought James looked as if he was going to pull up with an injury at one point last night. Somebody so I don't, think, yeah. don't think MD's nailed down the, the wide right position for me. And through in the middle, yeah, you know, as much as... Uh, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's going with his first touch or, or his goals seem to come from, you know, first touch. Uh, I think Fick was ahead of him. But listen, it was good to see Dembele come on. I thought he did a decent wee ca- cameo. Decent shout for the penalty. The boy seems to push him and he falls over. But the ref doesn't even consider it, you know. He just, it's nothing. I'm like, well, he just pushed him over, ref. It's... But, yeah, I don't think MD's nailed down wide right, whether it's James A or, or, or Abada. But I think, you know, they're two decent options they have. James is just modern-day Celtic legend, isn't he? You know, three more goals, three more assists, happy days. Uh, and the experience he gives us, I, I think the other week, we, you know, when he came off the bench, bringing that experience on the park really helps. We forget how, how young a squad it is and it, it's good to have that experience in there of a title win and of winning trebles. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think James is probably no longer you know guaranteed first pick, but he's definitely vying with a badder for it, isn't it? And I, I don't think either of them really nailed it down yet. And on the left, I think Yota's been off it a bit. I'd have my head out there. Just now, Yakimakis through the middle. Uh, Kyogo's back running in grass today, and it'll take Kyogo a wee bit. Kyogo a wee bit why have we got up to speed? I don't know. You know, if Yakimakis keeps banging him in, it's going to, he's going to be hard to drop, isn't he? I still think, you know, with Kyogo is back um, from injury, it will be game time, but I still think he probably, you know, Ange 
we'll pick him up top. Um, Jackie Marcus can mix it up again, but uh, I still think Hugo will probably won't walk right into the team. But um, he'll certainly not be long before if he is available and ready. He'll be fired right in there. Um, Brown Warriors came in here, Patrick Simaida looks far better running at defenders from wide than with his back to go through the middle. Um, I thought he played again very, very well last night. He was really unlucky not to get a goal if it wasn't for complete incompetence of John Beaton not knowing the rules. Um, and he took that really well. But again, you know, he keeps on pressing. He is the epitome of an Ange player. We've spoken at great lengths about, you know, Ange knowing him from his time in the G League. Um, I think he's certainly going to be an important player for Celtic in this run in Patrick, whether he's executed out on the left hand side or through the middle. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who I was listening to, but it was one of the sort of journalists who covered the Japanese league. Um, might have been uh, Dan Orlovitz, but he said Maeda, he's very much a one a one trick pony. He's not got the skill to do what Jota does and take players on in di- different areas of the park. You know, he, he he goes by a player and crosses it in, but because of his quality and because he does it so often, it's absolutely fine. You know, he, he's quicker than just about everyone, so he's going to get by the player. And then when he crosses it in, he does it so often that a lot of them are good quality balls. Um, and I think we've seen that last night and we've seen it a few times this season. Um, I think we're, we're persevering with him at striker. Um, I know he has played there, but I think he played the majority of his minutes in Japan at left wing. So I'd, I'd quite like us to keep him there. Um, you know, he's, he, he had a good game last night. He, he struggled to settle in, I think. Uh, compared to Hatati anyway. Uh, but no, I think he's he's, he's played well. Um, you know, he's got that goal that was, as you say, chopped off by the referee. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's a left winger, personally. Um, and it's, you know, it's good cover for, for Jota because obviously Mikey Johnson has struggled for quite a, quite some time now. Um, but, yeah, it's good that we've got cover for that position. You know, you sort of get two players in every position now. Uh, or near enough two players in every position certainly for the league anyway um, and you've obviously got Kyogo and Yakimakis up top and I think those are the f- two first choice strikers um, so yes happy with my head out on the left Yeah um, I totally agree with Brown Warrior in this one too you know if your entire attack did have made his mentality then defended him for a torrid time um, during 90 minutes of football yeah I think it's going to be pretty torturous for some defences when Kyogo's back you've got those two going at you because the two of them have some engines some tanks just keep going and going and going um, I would not fancy that press and that press makes defences make mistakes which we've seen you know vintage uh, League Cup final there beat Hibs so it's uh, uh, the high press that leads uh, to the goal so yeah 100% I think players probably feed off that energy that Maeda brings to that Celtic team and one may continue to have a, a big presence um, in our squad during this running. Um, Lawrence, come to you winning this one. Pat's coming to see a little concerned at the confidence of some fans. Top of the league, but only by three. Need to play our closest challengers twice and again in the cup. Uh, but don't write anybody off. Um, they have not been shaken off. What's your thoughts on that one? To me, just now, you know, with eight games to go in the league, a cup semi-final spot booked, with three points at the top of the league. I think fans are allowed to get a wee bit excited just now. Um, you know, I know Angie's had a wee play around the words there from trouble to travel. You know, as I said at the top of the show, we were meant to be the laughing stock when we appointed Angie Postacoglu and it was going to be gone by Christmas. And 
and whatnot. But I think some of us are allowed to become just a wee bit excited just now, but not get ahead of ourselves. It's certainly one game at a time. Um, and I think the manager will be drilling that into the team. You see that with Callum McGregor, even when they're doing the walk around, he's sent a few lads to just calm it a wee bit because we're not over the line yet. There's still a lot of football to be played, but I think his fans were allowed to get a wee bit excited just now. So the, the only thing that's been won so far is the League Cup. You know, still two trophies, very much uh, up for grabs. Uh, it's just three points, but you'd rather be three points ahead than three points behind at this stage of the season. Yeah. You know, again, we've got the, the two league games against the Rangers, but they'd fancy us at home. Uh, you know, even if you don't fancy us to take the points at, at Ibrox. You know, it's tight. Nothing's guaranteed, but from where we've, where we've kicked this season on, I think we touched on it earlier, you, you know, what a rebuild he's done in such a turnaround. I think uh, Kevin Graham was once saying, you know, he'd have been happy if we just won Cup. You know, at the beginning of the season, they were saying, look, this is a, a rebuild season. Uh, you know, your business end of the season, I think, with a form team in Scotland, uh, as far as domestic fixtures go, as well as Rangers are, are, are doing in Europe, we certainly have been struggling a wee bit more domestically than ourselves. So, yeah, everything's uh, po- looking positive, but you know nothing's guaranteed. And I'm sure, as you've said, Ange will be drilling at the players because I thought uh, Jakob Akersi's interview yesterday, he wasn't quite as uh, forth- well, as excited as he had been in previous. You know, he's very much, you know, it's a good result, one game at a time kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I think someone's had a quiet weird word with him and asked him to, to tone it down. But listen... And just football's exciting. Uh, when was the last time you get beat domestically? You know, Livingston, yeah, one nil. It's a we, unbeaten run. I think that was a thirtieth game unbeaten domestically last night. So, won six league games and, and, and draw one should be enough because of the goal difference. Should be enough to get us a title. Uh, and win the, t- the two remaining cup games. It's not a lot to ask, is it? We would hope it's not a lot to ask, Lawrence. Um, we know football can work in very mysterious ways, but um, you know that there's a lot to to go, um, a lot of football to go, and it's exciting just to um, it's exciting being back to the games and watching football. This time last year, you know there were still games to be played. None of you wanted to switch on that pass to paradise. Um, you were dreading watching Celtic at times last season. Just now you're going along and you're you're up for it and you're really really excited. I can't wait to go to the game on Saturday. To see his play Ross County, which again, which I think will be a, a difficult game. Um, you know, the players like Charles Cook and Hungbo, um, Mackay's did a very good job at, at Ross County um, this season. Um, let's go to the big man up top, Patrick Georges Yakimakis. Um, nine goals now for Celtic, incredibly. All one touch finishes. Um, and just post match comments about him, you know, he spoke about him being a presence in the box. He works hard, his movement's good, he's hard to handle for defenders. What was your thoughts on his performance last night? He's certainly, you know, really putting his worth into this Celtic team this season since the turn of the, the year. Yep. Um, you know, I was... You know, I wasn't an, an ardent defender of him. I didn't write him off either. But, you know, I thought, you know, I, need, I needed to see more of him. And, you know, in the first half of the season, whether it was fitness or injury, you know, we just didn't get a chance to see him really and I think that penalty miss didn't help him at all you know it obviously did damage his confidence because he came into the team in January and he, he's done really well but um, I don't think it, it helped his uh, you know, reputation with the fans but ever since the turn of the year you know 
he, he, I don't want to say he's our most important player, but he's certainly been one of our most important players since the turn of the he, year because he's the he guy that's put massively. the ball. I, you're talking about nine touches and look at the, the difference that those nine touches have made. You know, And that's not even counting his, his link-up play, you know, the way he holds up the ball. That's the one thing that did impress me, actually, before Christmas. Um, particularly in the Ferencvaros games, his, his link, his, uh, his hold-up play was phenomenal. I mean, he was getting mm-hmm. balls punted up to him at the halfway line, winning a foul, wasting a few seconds, getting possession, you're moving up the park. He, he does contribute quite a lot, even if he is, you know, he's not he's not Kyogo, you know, we all know that. Um, no one is Kyogo. Uh, no. But th- that record, nine goals with nine first touches, there can't be many players in Celtic's history, if any, that have got that in their locker. I mean, a lot of strikers don't even make it to nine goals. Uh, so, but, you know, as you were saying, Ross County at the weekend, that uh, Regan, Regan Charles Cook, that's going to be a tough one because he is, I think he's, I can't see him being at Ross County next season, put it that way. He's a phenomenal player. Um, and I think we do need to watch out for him and uh, Hungo. Yeah, Joseph Hungo as well. Two top performers for the, the Staggies this season. Um, and it would be an easy game, you know, but we can't get ahead of ourselves and just, you know, Tick the box. It's Ross County at home. That'll be three points. Um, they, they sat in very well against us at Celtic Park. I think that was the game that Vickers got the breakthrough. Um, the deflected shot in and up there. One of the most carnage scenes I've ever seen in a Celtic goal for him and Tony Ralston. Get that header. Um, whether it was 96 minutes, 98 minutes, 100 minutes, I don't know. People change uh, that goal's time about all the time. But, you know, they've been a difficult opponent for us this season. And it wouldn't be uh, an easy uh, game. Um, but Jack Marcus is certainly putting his worth in. I would certainly stick with, you know, if Jota and Abada are available the weekend, I think Jota probably comes back in. Don't know whether Abada does. But even then, you know, is it Jota coming back in on that right-hand side? Because I think just now, with the way Maeda's playing, I don't want to say he's undroppable, but he's putting in some shifts for him and you can't really doubt his effort and everything that he gives you. You know, he's, he's given us assists, he's given us goals this season and he's becoming a really important player for our team. So that's all great. Um, a player who came off the bench last night who we touched on earlier, Karamoka Dembele. It was good to see him come on last night. He obviously was involved in that third goal. Lawrence, do you see him getting more game time as the season wears on? Obviously, we've spoken about there not being too many games to play, but there's five subs there. If he comes on and does that in most games, you can't grumble. And I certainly think Ange will hopefully get on to Ben Doak. But we're, we're kind of at the end of a, a period of time where there's just not been that opportunity for guys coming through the development system. There's not always been an opportunity, should I say, um, to, to break into that first team. I hope that's going to change under Ange at Celtic. Um, but it's good that Dembele's coming on, he's getting minutes. And, you know... He didn't do his sell any harm last night in helping Jack Amakis get his goal. It's a great wee cameo from him. But, you know, if he comes on, he's going to play on the right. So, Forrest and Abad are taking a displace there. The benefit is it's the, the attacking players that Ange normally changes. So, that's supposed that the benefit be the fa- for the five subs with us. It looks a player. I don't think anyone's ever doubting his ability. Uh, problem is, you know, they're going to have enough time to see him. Um, will he sign a new contract? The rumours are Doak is halfway out the door. He, he's maybe another guy that's looking, going, well, I want to play on the right. Well, that's Forrest, Abada and Dembele I'm up against. Jota so, can play out there if Maida plays on that left-hand side. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would have Maeda on the left. I think Jota's been off it since Christmas, so I, I, I think Maeda's kind of ahead of Jota on the left. So, yeah, as you say, it could push Jota out wide right. But I fully expect to see him get more minutes and hopefully, you know, get a couple of goals. He, he certainly looked confident enough when he came on, didn't he? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's... I think most of the front players will get a run out at some point. I mean, you know, even Mikey Johnson. Uh, it's kind of... It, it's what they do with their minutes to persuade us that they're in the team for the next week. You know, and I, I suppose that's a pressure. Uh, uh, and it's a good pressure to have because it's forcing them to perform to keep their place yeah. in the team. Or to be the guy that's coming off the bench. If they, they haven't done enough to start again, they're the guy that you're expecting to come on as a sub. So, great position to be in. And, yeah, I'd love to see... Uh, you know, everybody wants to see kind of one of your own make it, don't you? So, so Dembele's been rumoured as the next big thing for forever. But horror tackle in pre-season. He was really turning it on pre-season. I know it's like pre-season, but it looked as if he was going to be a big part of the Ange team. And horror injury kind of ruined most of this season for him. But, you know, he's got enough games left that he could play some part in all 10 of them at, mm-hmm. and pick up a couple of medals. I like how you're automatically saying Ken Lawrence, that's good confidence to have. Um, but Gary Melrose has come in here to say that Carabao looks that he can turn a tired defence when he comes on. Totally agree with that and I totally agree with you, Lawrence, in that it's good that we're going to probably give the forward players chances, we'll rotate, um, you know, and it's whatever they do with those minutes that will, you know, will make a mind up. But uh, one of these comments here, which are just loads, yep, and it's there from Pete. Coming in to say that Andrews repeatedly said that he always builds his team to peak at the season's end, so we need to keep believing. Um, he's came out during the week and said that the, the training's at the best it's been since he's came in the door, Patrick. So everything just now looks good for us. Just now we're in a good position. It's just about keep on going, not getting ahead of ourselves. We can get excited as fans, but I'm sure in the dressing room, it's very much so one game at a time um, for Celtic. But Caramel could barely. Do you think Ange is maybe playing it um, a bit fly, you could say, and getting them the game time and hoping to get them to extend that contract for us just uh, to, to try and persuade them? Because, you know, got on to joke, the, the comments around them sound like, you know, the, the player's mind's already made up and they maybe want to depart the club. Whereas, we've never really heard Ange say anything towards Carnival Club and Bailey just now. So, um, do you think there's possibly a wee bit of that in it that he's given him that game time in the hope that he does sign that contract? Yeah, there probably is a bit of that in it. But you know, as we've been saying, he, he was playing really well in pre-season. I know a lot of the the first quote unquote first team players, guys like you know Christie and Edward, and the players that we had from last season, and then the players we signed this season hadn't come in the door yet. So you know, he was he was like the first choice right winger and at the end of June, you know, but he, he was playing quite well up until that hover tackle um, when we were playing those friendlies in England um, and he, he's played he's played quite well in the substitute appearances that we've seen him in, so I don't think it's I don't think he's a player totally out of his depth that we're giving minutes to just so we can uh, get him to sign a contract I think, you know, he's, he's more than good enough to play in the first team um, mm-hmm. of course we do want him to sign a contract I think he's 19 now uh, so, you know, I think we'd still get a development fee if he left in the summer, no matter who he goes to. But you really want him to sort of sign up another couple of years on, you know, maybe even if you just get three years out of him on a contract, you know, he could maybe 
get money from in a year or two down the line um, and you get another couple of years of football out of him. Um, you know, Ben Doak's a funny one though because you can totally understand 16-year-old Celtic fan, you're coming on against Dundee United and Rangers and you're winning the game, one in the last minute, one of them was a total Townsend. You're living the dream as a 16-year-old, but at the same time, if Liverpool are coming and offering you millions and millions for the next couple of years, you know, you're looking at guys like... His career could go so many different ways, but you're probably looking at, you know, guys like Harry Wilson and Patrick Roberts, who they're going out to all these different teams, they're playing semi-regular football, but they're also making an absolute fortune by staying with their parent club. And... If that's offered to you at 16, your family are probably saying to you, you know, you've got to take it, you've got to take the money, even if you are a massive Celtic fan. Um, I reckon his family are probably saying, no, stay with Celtic because he's a huge Celtic <laughs> fan. He's got an agent there who only makes money yeah. a percentage, let's be honest. But the thing is, you touched on a boy's living the dream, and he is, but and I'll get Liverpool off and a lot of money, but he's kind of killing his own dream then, isn't he? You know, his dreams to play for Celtic and be a first team there. And it would, t- it would be him that would kill his own dream, which is kind of sad. You know? Totally. But, you know, he's, he's not got a... I mean, I'm not sticking up from leaving Celtic. You know, I'd, I'd give anything to play for Celtic, obviously. But, you know, he's he's played a couple of substitute appearances. He's, he's not a first team regular by any stretch. He might never be a first team regular. So if you're offered that chance... I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I can see why you would take the money in a situation like that. He's, he's by no means destined to play for Celtic, it just happens to be in the academy, and I don't think he's got a professional contract either, so he'll be on more than most 16 year olds, but he won't be on like, you know, I, I think one's in front wages. of him you know, Say that again. In front. I think there's a contract in front of him waiting to be uh, aye, aye, signed, but well, I said, it'd be, it'd be sad to see him go but it's a touch fun, you know, 12 grand a week's a lot of money, you know mm-hmm. for me yep. and you Patrick, not to share about for Declan, but it's a lot of money for me, come on um, but yeah, it's twelve grand a week. I was just about to say that there um, to come in in this one. It's a lot of money. It's you know, and I think the whole context of this and Martin's came in with a really good point here. And if anyone can stop the outgoings of development players, then Ange is a man. Too many young players going elsewhere. Patrick, in a way, is Ben Dope maybe you know the epitome of the field system at Celtic in recent years, and that they're not being a clear pathway they're in at the first team and maybe not just at Celtic but in terms of the league structure obviously we've got the, the B team playing in the Lowland League which you know Bonnie Riggles have absolutely ran away with but um, there is a level of difference I think anybody I've spoken to about this has said that there's a complete massive difference between playing in that Lowland League where we are currently sitting second compared to that jump to the to the SPFL Premiership, you know, if, if he's to go down to Liverpool, he's probably going to get 28 games a season or 23s down there. It's a decent level of football. Um, and you can, there is a kind of pathway established there. If he does remain at Liverpool for a couple of years and it's 12 grand a week, there's a pathway into the first team. Um, so it's not just probably a Celtic issue on this completely. It's the pathway being there by the leagues to let younger players get into the first team. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I'll be honest, I don't know if there is a solution. I think it's just, you know, the standard that Scottish football is at at the minute and the sort of monopoly that English football has on on, on European football because 
you know what, we're constantly looking at younger and younger players to bring into the t- bring into the team. You know, but signing 18, 19 year olds like Frimpong and stuff from from English teams once they're not included in you know the match day squad or whatever. You know, whatever uh, Nick Hammond was doing at the time, uh, God only knows. Um, but I think you've seen with Billy Gilmore um, going to Chelsea. I think he was fifteen when he went to Chelsea. I think when players are at that elite level, you know, I'm quite surprised we managed to keep on to Karamoko for this long because if English teams think there's a player there who is at an elite level, they'll probably just they'll just throw money at them. And unfortunately, you know, 15, 16, your family's dedicated you to playing football. They're probably going to influence you to take the money. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's much Celtic can do to stop stop it because you know he's. I don't think we can drop Abada because at the time when Ben Dope was making the substitute appearances, Abada scored a last minute winner against Dundee United and scored the third goal against against Rangers in the derby. You can't be starting Ben Dope over Abada. It's just mm-hmm. you just can't do it. We've offered him a new professional contract. We've given him minutes in the team. He is a Celtic fan. There's not much else Celtic can do, in my opinion, and it's just. Unfortunate this is the position we're in. You know, I think we lost one or two youth players to Bayern Munich a year or two ago, maybe eighteen months ago, I think it was now. Um That'd be Morrison and Hepburn, I think, were two of them. Yep. Aye, aye. Morrison rings a bell anyway. Harry um, Hepburn, aye, Morrison. Angelini to Watford. Yep. Yeah, the list is endless. Yeah. The list is endless. You know, you can understand Liverpool and Bayern Watford, you know, that's a bit <laughs> There must have been a lot of money in offer there. Uh, but Make Ben Elton John fan. <laughs> but if, yeah. I mean, if you're offered thousands of pounds a week, move to Germany, 17 years old, play for one of the best clubs, well, play for the youth team of one of the best club sides in world football, it's hard for Celtic to, to compete with that, no matter what you're doing, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one, Patty. It's it's not probably just a Celtic issue, it's the way in which you know, the, the whole league's set up. Obviously, we'll be in the Lowland League next year which is good that players will get game time but the level of game time the level um, in which they'll be playing at probably some would maybe think to themselves you know would a loan move be better suited to me to go and play elsewhere in the, the Premiership you know or you know throughout the leagues like Luca Cono maybe an example I know he's kind of over the cut off but you know he's a player who's just kind of disappeared into the the you know I don't, I don't think we'll probably see him feature for Celtic again Luca Cono so um, and he's doing okay at Queen's Park but it's it's sad in a way because there's a lot of talent there who have probably came through who's never got the chance at Celtic due to various different reasons both at the club and the way the structure is set up over the leagues Lawrence um, and just comments on this yesterday where that I read where people may think going down south is a reward or guarantee of success <clears throat> life in football shows you there are many avenues towards that goal I think you're in a great place here if that's what your end game is. So then went on to say, I've said it all along, my role in this is to look after the footballers who want to be here. The footballers that don't want to be here, there's another avenue there for them. What's your thoughts on those comments? You know, it's by on. Down south, it offers more money. There's no way, two ways about it. Is it going to offer them a better chance to get in the Liverpool first team as opposed to in the Celtic first team? It's probably not. It's probably higher competition. So the main driver's probably going to be money. You know, we've lost players like Lee Miller, Islam Farouz. You'd struggle to think, you know, a player, maybe Shea Gibbons went down south and 
Well, he knocked back the contract, didn't he? I think it was £200 a week he got offered by, by McCarry. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Not far behind Peter Grant from what I found out last week, by the way. <laughs> That's yeah. £200. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was... Um, I, I struggle to think a player that's left us and done better in a footballing sense. I mean, you'll never know how, how they would have done here, but, you, you know, you, I struggle to think of someone that's been on and... You know, a young player that's left us and went, well, really hit the heights. You know, financially, they've probably done better, but has it been better for their football development? I struggle to think anyone that has. You know, if they've left us before they've made the, the first team or established in the first team, I know Lee Miller had a few games and then his agent's phone stopped working. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's off the top of my head, I probably think three, maybe not even one, but. Um, Paddy, what's your thoughts on those comments? Because I think it's quite clear that, that, that Andrew's saying, you know, he believes that there is an avenue there for, for players to get their chance. You've outlined, you know, those substitute appearances that he's came on. He's came on in a derby game at Celtic Park. He's been, you know, given that opportunity. But if the player doesn't believe there's an avenue there, they can go and seek that other avenue. But, you know, it's not all rosy in the garden if you go to England and that's it, is it? No, and Lawrence is right. I can't think of a youth player that's left us and, and you know, carved out a better career than the one that they would have at Celtic. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure about this. You know, pathway and avenues thing. You know, the guy's 16. He can't expect to be a first team regular for Celtic. I, I think that's just ridiculous. And I'm sure if he or his agent are, is, if that's what they're expecting, then I think you know, more fool them because he, he's. He, I can't think of a 16-year-old who's, who's been for a first-team regular for Celtic ever. Uh, you know, Kevin Tierney broke into the team at 17, uh, so that shows you. Um, I think, you know, there are guys that have left Celtic and made a good career for themselves at a relatively young age, you know, but not at the age of 16. And saying that, we've lost a lot in recent years, so you just never know. Um, I, I just think money's a massive factor, you know. I, I think it's hard to compete with. Um yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to compete against. Uh, you know, he's going to go to the Liverpool Academy. You know, you've seen teams like Chelsea. They get something like ninety nine first team players. About sixty of them are loaned out to Vitesse every year. Um, mm. I don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe Vitesse will get to keep all those players. But uh, no. Well, listen, uh, what's going to happen at the EPL if they start uh, sanctioning countries with uh, dubious records? Well, you know. We'll sit- the Saudi owners be kicked out, you know, the Chinese, Chinese owners be frowned upon. What would happen to the EPL league then? Yeah, well, a a fair, fair, then you need to. Yep, uh-huh. yep. a lot of people have been saying, you know, that the takeover of Newcastle as well and stuff, Lawrence, you know, and even there was Chelsea fans saying, you know, if Abramovich is such a, a bad person, why was he allowed in the first place to buy Chelsea and open it there for so long? Um, it's very interesting to hear all that stuff coming out. Jane says before we, we finish, um, 30 games unbeaten, three points cut at the top of the league. There's eight games to go. We're in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. We've got the League Cup in the bag. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 
This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Patrick, where are we just now in terms of progress, in terms of how happy you are with the team? Um, and what's your, your thoughts surrounding the game on Saturday? Um, you know, ordinarily you would see Ross County as, a, as an easy game. Uh, but, you know, last season we get two, you know, you could call them classic results. Uh, you know, they put us out the cup, first team to dump us out the cup uh, in something like four and a half years, five years. Uh, and then, of course, it was Neil Lennon's last game as manager when he was putting his feet up on the bench, um, just sort of relaxing as he slowly lost his job. Um, but, you know, they've, they've been a tough tough game this season. You know, it took us to the 60th minute and a big massive deflection uh, before Ayeti grabbed two goals. Uh, what a game that was. And then, obviously, I think it was 97 plus three seconds uh, up at Dingwall early in the season. So, there's been two tough games this season. Um, I think they're a good team. You know, I don't like their manager, but they've they've got a they've got a good thing going at the minute. You know, they struggled early on, but they got their rewards in the end. Um, two excellent players, as I say. I can't see Charles Cook being there next season, but no. it'll be a tough game. But it's a game that we need to win. And in terms of where we are, you'd have bitten your hand off for this at the beginning of the season. You know, eight games to go, three points ahead. Massive goal difference advantage and two games away from a Scottish Cup as well. So, phenomenal position to be in and all credit to Ange and the players. Yep, with players returning from injury too, we hope um, Jota, Abada, Turnbull, Kyogo, we hope are all back. Lawrence, um, we're in that, we are in a good position just now. I'm looking forward to this next running of games. Um, before the international break, we've obviously, it's this single game, that's right, isn't it, against Ross County? I think the, so, yeah. the internationals. Yep. So um, hopefully after the internationals, we we come back and have more players to select from, and we find ourselves seven games to go and still top of the league. Listen, there's no easy games left. If you look at it, kind of ten to four, I think there's like five points splitting those positions. You know. All these clubs need the money. They need to get into that top six. They need, they need the extra revenue. And there's not going to be any easy games. But from where we were at the start of the season, he's immeasurably improved the squad. We've got a trophy already in the cabinet. Well, favourites for the league, you need to say, with, with the games that are left. And I'd say we're favourites for the Cups, but I'd always say we're favourites for the Cups. So I don't want to share if that counts for much. But, you know, we could get back to winning a treble, eh, as we had become accustomed to which at the beginning of the season I don't really think was in many people's radar. Uh, I know Kevin was saying, you know, back hands, you know, Kevin Graham was saying back hands, you know, trust the process and that, but he, he said he'd be happy, you know, just being in the hunt for the league at kind of this time and, you know, one in one cup at the end of the season, he'd have been happy with that. So I, I think Ange's way exceeded well, Ange and the squad, and, you know, even the backroom staff, you know, if they were getting pelters last season, they may as well give them some credit this season. And I know it's Ange brings them all into the pictures. He wins his uh, yep. manager in the month awards. I, 
you know, the far exceeded we have expected to be. It's just exciting, isn't it? You know, 10 games yeah. left, another treble on the, the record boards. Uh, Glasgow, or please Scotland, are going to cordon off George Square for us to have a massive party, I think. <laughs> two massive well, parties, Lawrence. Yeah, two, two, why not? Yeah. Hopefully two, even three. Why don't we say we hopefully get the league lapped up quickly and then we can have uh, a double celebration with the old league championship. Um, as Frank Sinatra once said, the best is yet to come. I think it is from Celtic. Well, I hope it is. Um, thank you for joining us in a Celtic state of mind on this Tuesday afternoon. If you've been watching, please like the video. If you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. We'll be here all week um, with the bulletins. It's very strange not having a midweek game, but we'll be here all week with the bulletins on the build-up to Ross County at the weekend. Thank you for joining A Celtic State of Mind. And if there's any uh, gamblers out there, good luck this week. Cheers. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.